Hey everybody, welcome back to Living Electric. We got kind of an interesting discussion today prompted by some things we saw in our local local Facebook group uh, of Tesla owners and just some recent articles we've seen, but we're going to be diving into battery replacements, battery degradation, just a lot of things EV battery and I think some concerns a lot of new owners have about them. Now that we have kind of a backlog of data, we can talk about what's true, what's not true, what experiences might be like as your EVs get a little bit older, um, and then touch on our own experiences with it as well. Just general battery degradation since I've got over 60,000 miles on my car now, <laughs> which crazy. is crazy to think about. <laughs> I don't know how many you have on your, your three, but I'm sure it's starting we, to rack them up now. Yeah, yeah, especially with Tyler driving back and forth. We are, I think we're almost at... 18,000? So we're getting closer to okay. 20,000 miles. But yeah. Um, yeah, our Mini Cooper has 4,000 miles. Uh, oh, wow. So, yeah, not not quite as much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, when we had our Bolt, I was at 32,000 miles. And my Volt, I think I was like at 55 when we got rid of that car. So okay. you're, um, you've kept your cars longer than <laughs> I ever had. <laughs> I would say, so. what's, the, what's the highest mileage car you've had? Uh, the the Volt. Uh, I added about forty thousand miles to that car. That you own, I'm it. sure that wasn't like yeah. your parents' car you're driving or something. Yeah, no, I've uh, I've always been very uh, fortunate to have low mileage. Actually, no, no, no. Now that I'm thinking about this, no, my <laughs> my very first car was a 1990 Buick Riata that had like 180 thousand miles on it. Okay. And um, yeah, if you're, are you familiar with that vehicle? I'm not. I'll have to look it up. You so, said a Buick it, what? Uh, Riata, it's uh, R-E-A-T-T-A. It's a. Uh, it, it was actually a pretty cool Buick. Ooh. It was, uh, I think, yeah, yeah, kind of a like classic '80s Buick, right? Yes, yeah. Very it was. Cool. It was one of the first vehicles to have uh, an LCD screen like display. Oh, um, just state I, of I'm, the art. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. And like one of the headlights would like you know wouldn't go off all the way. So <laughs> it, it was. It was. It was a cute moment. Um, but uh, yeah. But yeah, no, that was the oldest vehicle I had. But obviously, that was gas, and you know, we're talking about electric. Right. But um, yeah, no, I'm excited to dive further into this because Tyler and I did a video um, utilizing um, well, our one of our sponsors for Everyday EV is Recurrent Auto, and uh, they helped us by providing their battery report data to um, talk about degradation or when a battery goes bad for um, for the Model Three, uh, the uh, Hyundai Ionic Five, and the Nissan Leaf. We dove a little further into that. Right. Um, but uh, Recurrent came out with an article back in March, really diving further into all of that uh, yeah. data. Um, and they did a fantastic job with it. I, I love what they do. Yeah, so it's, it's a really in-depth article. We'll definitely link it in the show notes. So definitely check it out after you're done listening here. But yeah, shout out to them for doing this research. They're one of the few in the industry, I think, that has a lot of the data to back things up. We see a lot of things from individual manufacturers, like Tesla will release their battery report or whatever, but Recurrent gets info from Tesla, from BMW, from Kia, Hyundai. Like They have mm -hmm. a full backlog of cars that they can kind of tap into and get battery information off of. So I know your car is in there. They provide some cool just individual battery reports. I use it on my car. Um, definitely something I recommend if you want to kind of be part of this <laughs> data collection and also get some information about your own battery. Um, and I thought maybe we could talk about just the degradation piece first, because I think that's something everybody is going to have uh, experience with. 
And then maybe talk about like worst case scenario, battery replacements, battery, battery refurbishing, end of life, that sort of thing. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you have your report pulled up. I was going to pull mine up just so we have something to speak to <laughs> on the uh, recurrent site. Yeah, let me uh, let me log into that. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I'm so, just looking at my, or do you want to talk about yours first? Uh, well, do you want to give like a quick summary of what the report is? I can do that really fast. Yeah, why don't you do that? Yeah. I think you're a little yeah. bit more familiar. So, um, so Recurrent Auto uh, is a really cool data-driven company that provides insight to battery degradation and essentially battery health via your vehicle, as Alex mentioned earlier. You know, they have a fleet of thousands of vehicles, different manufacturers, and what's really cool is you can sign up for monthly reports for free. And um, I'm just, this is not a sponsor of Living Electric, yeah. I just want to clarify. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we just really love that, you know, everything is data-proven with them. And um, what's what's really cool is that they'll send you those monthly reports and they'll dive into things like your expected range based on other vehicles within the fleet of your specific model. It will give you an idea of um, your charging uh, your charging practices throughout the month. And it kind of gives you a range of where you want to fall to keep your battery healthy long term. And if there's any loss of battery, uh, state of charge, and, and so forth, they'll provide that information. Um, so it's a really good health diagnostic uh, tool <laughs> for yeah. your battery every single month. Yeah, it, sh it shows a lot of good info. And I forgot we can actually share screens on here now. So I was oh. going to share mine. <laughs> And we've got technology. We've got, we have technology. <laughs> um, so I was just going to pull mine up and maybe we can kind of talk through just some of my yeah. data. Um, yeah. Obviously, this is audio for some people. So if you're not seeing uh, my screen, that's fine. But we can we can at least talk through some of this. So this is my recurrent auto report. So you do it does require you to log in and, and see things. Uh, log into your Tesla account so that they can pull the battery information. But... You can see I have what my expected range is versus EPA range. So you can see my original EPA range was 322 miles. And I think actually when I got mine, it was like 310. So I don't think I, had, I quite had the upgraded or the software updated battery or whatever it is. Um, but mine has always hovered in around the 300 mile range uh, since I've gotten my car. Right now it's in the 280 range. So it's certainly lost a decent amount of range. Um, but I think what you'll see if I scroll down a little bit, they have this, uh, this range compared to others and you can kind of see where my car falls on the list of, uh, or on just the general range in vehicles. So you see with a lot of vehicles, you have this big drop off at first where you lose like a decent chunk, decent meaning like a few percent. <laughs> and then it, and then it really starts to level off as time goes on. So that seems to be a trend across a lot of EV batteries where the the main loss in battery capacity is in the first year or so. It's not like five years down the road and you have another big drop where you're losing like 40 miles or something ridiculous. Like it kind of levels off and is really slow after that. Yes, and, and that's exactly what recurrence data is showing. And a lot of other research is showing that as well. You know, right. you'll see some degradation within like the first few, you know, thousand plus miles, but then eventually it will plateau for the right. rest of, hopefully the rest of your ownership. But that obviously right. depends on if you're fast charging a lot because that will impact your battery health or if you're charging more than 80% and, yeah. you know, going below 5%. It just all depends on how you're um, taking care of your vehicle, essentially. Right. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, so but, I didn't do a great job of taking care of my vehicle. I think we've discussed before. <laughs> I didn't have the best charging setup, so I was yep. doing everything you weren't supposed to do. I was charging to 100% a lot. I was fast charging a lot. I was putting a lot of just really high-powered charge cycles on my battery, which in general, people say, isn't the best thing to do. Um, since I've gotten home charging, you can see my average charge is now around 65%. Um, they recommend between 30 and 80 so... You can kind of see graphically where my car is charging day to day, which is pretty cool. So I, I try to keep it in that 30 to 80 range. We only daily charge to 80% now instead of 90 like I used to do. So mm -hmm. that's starting to help a little bit. And then the big thing, too, I like is I just found this where you can see how your range changes throughout the year. Because I think everybody's first winter with an EV, they start seeing like, oh, my range is so much lower. And it's like, well, the car is calculating things differently. It's a little bit less efficient in the winter. So you can really see this graphically, what that change is looking like in those colder months in a climate like Columbus. So I know I experience that like every winter. It's like, why is my range so much lower? And then like three months later, it's, it's August. And <laughs> it's yeah. uh, not August, I guess, but it's... What are, what are we in now? May? And it's it's starting to get a lot better. So, For sure. Yeah. I, I know that hit me harder with the Mini with uh, how yeah. short of a range that is. Yeah. Right. Going from right. 114 miles on a really warm day to like 55 to 60 miles on a yeah. cold day. Yeah. But, but I mean, the amazing thing with like batteries is that like it kind of similar to, you know, your state of charge over time, it plateaus depending on how cold or hot it is outside. You right. Know, you really won't see, like, you know, 90% of your battery zapped. <laughs> so, right. Yeah, right. depending on the temperature. But I, the, the one thing I love about Recurrent is just, like, all how easy it is to understand their data. Like, they yeah. really make it easy for people to just understand that this is what it means. Right. Yeah, because a lot of this can get really overwhelming, and I, mm -hmm. like kind of points to another graph they have here. They have this visual map to say like, okay, you have this much range. How far does that actually take you? And you can see I can basically get anywhere in Ohio <laughs> without <Yeah>. stopping <laughs> um, on my, my full battery range, which is pretty cool. So just pulls in your zip code and you can see I'm covering basically the whole state. I don't know why this top left corner of uh, the north uh, northwest corner of Ohio is empty, but... <laughs> yeah. I don't know if there's not, I don't think there's a lot of highways up that direction. So that may be why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, and thus maybe they're factoring where charging stations might be too, just, you know, behind the scenes. Oh, maybe. Yeah. To but, stop at one if you were to yeah. get really low. So I'm not sure though. Yeah. But, but a lot of cool, a lot of cool data here. Um, the other thing I'll call out is they do bring in the battery warranty, which mm -hmm. I think is just I a good that. thing to keep in mind. Uh, so they have this in the Tesla app now as well. So if you do have a Tesla, they include this in the app, which is really nice. Um, but I think the thing we tell a lot of new EV owners or people that are looking at an EV are you do have this battery warranty is kind of a fail safe for a lot of battery issues and for a pretty long amount of time too. So you can see I'm at a little bit over 60,000 miles. I've got a 120,000 mile warranty and an eight year or an eight year warranty. So eight years, 120,000 miles on my battery. So if anything were to go, if it were to fail, like go completely dead for whatever reason, or Tesla guarantees 70% uh, of its original capacity. So that is kind of the caveat here is 
seventy percent of original capacity is a pretty significant range drop. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> that's going from what three hundred down to like two ten or something. I want to say yeah. is about a thirty percent drop. So that's that's really like pretty significant. And if you have degradation like that, there's probably a bigger issue with your battery than just it losing general amount of range. So yes, yeah. And I, I mean, like the these reports definitely give you good insight to to see what's wrong with your battery if there is anything wrong with your battery. But we always right. recommend if you do suspect that something's wrong with your vehicle, you know, work with work with Tesla for example. Take it to the showroom, you know, get some diagnostics done and right. just double check. But most most vehicles are smart enough nowadays to at least notify you if something is happening to your battery pack. Right. Right. Yeah, it just won't won't just well hopefully it won't just die on you or it won't just you know anything worse than that <laughs> right right but well let's uh i think you know now that we talked about a good overview of what recurrence monthly reports are do you want to dive into that article that they released yeah let's do it so yeah the article really talked about a few things here and i think the main just overarching theme and that's the title of the article is like how long do they last that's really what matters i think for owners it's not like how much degradation will i have in a year how much will it be in two years it's like will this battery last long term and i think they the key takeaways just at the top of the article were in general batteries are not being replaced very often they're still very rare um so they have a community of 15,000 cars, they said, and 1.5% have been replaced. And that is outside of large recalls like the Chevy, the Chevy Bolt. So that that accounted for a higher percentage, but that was also because Chevy recalled <laughs> every single Bolt battery. So that's like a huge, yes. a huge chunk, especially when they were the, what, top three, top four vehicles sold in EVs. So yeah, yep. When, when a vehicle like that <laughs> gets recalled, that's going to be a significant chunk. So I will say, though, I think I think 1.5% sounds low, but that's like more than one out of 100, which I think if you put it in those terms, it feels a lot higher than I think it should be. So Yeah, yeah. And, and that's one thing, you know, and, and I'll touch base on this as we get through the article, like with like some of the research that we've done with like our videos. You know, we we didn't dive into how many engines are replaced based on how many like gasoline powered vehicles are there. So it's like yeah. I don't have that data to like contrast that. But I mean, right. I guess one out right. of a hundred vehicles doesn't seem like a lot. I don't know. Like obviously, yeah. like it's like ninety nine percent of the rest of the vehicles are still good. <laughs> yeah. Our batteries are still good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's 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 kind of an intro percentages are always funny because it's like it sounds like it's really low, but then if you say like oh one out of a hundred, then it's like oh well that's not very <laughs> that yeah. doesn't seem as good. I yeah. saw some like yeah. Reddit threads. This was maybe like six or so months ago, but it was like what can what is something that if it if it uh, if it only happened like one percent of the time would still be bad or something like that. And somebody's like, if you only got in a car wreck. One percent of the time you drove, like it would still be pretty dangerous to like drive your car. <laughs> if you think about how often you drive, like that would be three accidents or more a year <laughs> if you're yeah. driving daily. So, like if you kind of put it in those terms, it feels like a lot worse than it should be. So yeah, yeah. I, I just uh, think that that number gives me a little bit of concern to say like, oh, it's not. It's only one point five percent. It still seems high to me. Um, 
But just for context, I think we are still very new and just EVs in general. A lot of these are, a lot of the vehicles getting to the point where they need a battery replacement are first gen vehicles. It's vehicles mm-hmm. like the Nissan Leaf. It's like original Model S's. We haven't seen a lot of vehicles with kind of the next gen battery technology, if you will, getting to that mileage mark. And the ones that do, yeah. it sounds like, are not being replaced as often. So. I don't know if that's something yep. the article came to, but that's at least how I'm how yeah. I'm seeing things. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, that's exactly what like our research found too with our with our videos on, yeah. on the vehicles. And you know, we can touch base on costs, you know, in a little bit, but like essentially right. what we found is that like batteries that are not liquid cooled or have like a battery management system, like yeah. the old Nissan Leaf tend to have seen a lot of, you know, degradation or, you know, batteries going bad right. versus you know, some of the newer vehicles that do have those battery management systems. I mean, one right. a, a great contrast, let's, you know, skip or let's go back in time, you know, <laughs> to 2011, 2012, when the, the Chevy Volt with the V and, you know, the Nissan Leaf were out, the Volt actually had a battery management system. And we're still seeing vehicles from around that time going on like 300,000 miles. Yeah. And their, their batteries, I mean, yeah, they've had some, you know, loss of charge but they're still totally fine. Like some people right. are still driving on the original battery, whereas the Nissan Leaf, a lot of them are being recycled for battery storage purposes, you know, where they're just, they lost too much state of charge where they're not functional for driving. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, but let's go back and they're forward to 2023. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. So the other point they made is, like I just mentioned, degradation is not linear. So everybody's going to experience some degradation. It's not going to be like, oh, I lost five miles this year. I'm going to lose another five miles next year and so on and so on until I have no miles left. It's it's very much a curve where you have a little bit a bigger drop at the beginning and then it levels out for a pretty long period. So again, just something to keep in mind if you are a new EV owner. I know you probably experienced this with your EVs. I've experienced the same where it's like first year I lost 10 miles and then like subsequently it's only been a few miles. So yeah. the other thing I'll say too is I just keep my battery on percentage now. I know I'm pretty sure you still use miles, but I'm like... Oh, no, I do percentage now. You do percentage? Okay. Yes. Yes. I switched to percentage and my like just worrying about losing range or miles or whatever else has just gone away completely. I'm like, I just treat it like a phone and like if I'm getting low on a road trip or going to arrive with less than like 10%, then I'll make an extra stop. So like even on road trips, I just use percentage. It just, I think, gives you a lot more peace of mind and just kind of hides it if you will (laughs) yeah (laughs) so yes no i i absolutely agree because i mean like another thing to think about too with i mean this is you know the um guessometer if you want to consider it that a lot of the range estimates that you're seeing on vehicles are kind of a guess because it's a lot of you know algorithms and calculations going on where the vehicle is trying best to project the mileage for you right and um whereas like with the percentage i feel like that's more of an accurate readout for exactly how much you have right um left of driving but yeah yeah it, it's it's actually funny you mentioned that in the first year you noticed that you lost about 10 miles i'm beginning to realize how oblivious i am because like i don't have i don't have a fact for you with like what our cars have lost just because i don't pay attention to that i don't okay. know if that's like <laughs> I, I feel like maybe when the car becomes like four or five years, you know, like old, I might start considering that. But like at the moment, I'm like, oh, it still has, you know, 350 miles. It's like, I'm fine. Right. (laughs) I do wish they had, Tesla could easily do this too. I wish they kind of had a better 
like here's your degradation percentage or something like that. I know iPhones do that. A lot of like smartphones are now doing Mm -hmm. that where they're like, here's your battery health or something like that. Um, Which I think you can do in the service menu now, but it like requires a full like 24 hour test of your battery. You can like put some strain on the battery and potentially cause problems too. So that is, that is probably why they don't have that. But yeah, I, I wish they had something like that to at least point to it and say, hey, your battery's within spec. It's, you know, degrading as normal. Um, there's no concern here. Or, oh, yeah, we're seeing a lot more than normal. Keep an eye on it in a year from now. If it's still continuing to lower super fast, then we'll replace it or something like that. So, definitely, yeah. yeah. And, and it would be nice if um, if manufacturers would implement some type of, like, notification, like, like mm-hmm. a text message or something, you know, that at least alerts you, like, hey, we've noticed some, like, anomaly in your battery, you know, yeah. like, yeah, something like that. But Right. So. But, yeah. Well, one thing I do want to mention with the article, you know, they mentioned that most replacements are covered under warranty. And that's exactly mm-hmm. what we saw, too, with, like, our research with our videos. But as you mentioned, you know, th- this is such a new market that most of these vehicles are still relatively new. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, they do fall within that warranty range. Um, right. But, you know, the downside is, is that if you do have an older vehicle... And, um, you know, we can talk about the example from the, you know, the Facebook group, um, you know, being mileage out of warranty. If you're out of warranty, you're going to have to, you know, you're going to have to pay for it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. That, that is, is the concern if you are a high mileage driver. So granted, I have a 120,000 mile warranty, but if I were driving a lot more than I was, then that warranty would be gone pretty quick. So Mm -hmm. I'm actually kind of keeping pace, just looking up my report. I'm keeping pace pretty well with the, with the time warranty and the mileage warranty. So like I have 54% of my like years left, if you will, and 49% of my miles. So I'm actually like a little bit, uh, driving a little bit more than <laughs> than expected if you will yeah so that is a concern if you are going to be driving even significantly more that you blast through that that mileage warranty before your car is even a few years old so which does make sense that's kind of why they have those warranties in place is they're like mileage and charging and all that stuff is really what does not damage, I guess, but like wears on the battery more than just it sitting around or time passing. So, um, it is good to know that a lot of those are under warranty though, (laughs) that, uh, majority (laughs) of people aren't driving ridiculous amounts. They're driving kind of typical amounts and they're in that warranty if something were to go wrong. So definitely. Yeah. And, and, you know, I know one of the big questions that we've received and you know we see it a lot is how much does a battery replacement cost yeah and you know the, the battery is honestly the heart of the vehicle it's obviously what powers the vehicle so right. it's one of the most important factors yeah um but you know for example the the facebook group that you know we were mentioning um the one of the owners of that group recently i think they said they have well over one hundred and twenty thousand miles was it 170 they're at like 160 160 170 i believe so okay so their battery's out of warranty. They have a Model 3. I believe it's a 2020 Model 3. So it's about three years old, if I remember. I so. It's a 2019. Yeah. Um, but it's a few years old. But, you know, regardless, they're out of warranty. And their vehicle can only charge up to a max of 29%. Um, which, 
I, I got to be honest, this was the most alarming example I've seen so far of battery yeah. degradation. I don't think I've I've seen anything this extreme. Um, well, I, I think it was it wasn't even degradation. I think that was a battery issue because it was thrown oh, errors okay. as well, saying like it's unable to charge. Like I think it was throwing more errors than just hey, it's degraded by seventy <laughs> percent. So, I was about to say that was yeah, yeah that was alarming. Yeah. Regardless, but, it's still alarming. So <laughs> Yes. Yeah. And and regardless, they're out of warranty. And, you know, I, I think the thing that we're gonna start realizing as like these vehicles do start becoming, you know, older, it's gonna be more transparent to exactly how much the stuff is going to cost drivers. Yeah. And for this example, Tesla quoted them about sixteen thousand dollars for a full battery replacement because they yeah. won't replace certain components of the battery. But there are third-party shops that are starting to pop up that will work on specific battery cells. So um, I can't I can't speak to that in this example just because I don't know the full details whether or not they yeah. could do that. Yeah. But a full battery replacement for a Model Three is looking to be about sixteen thousand dollars based yeah. on you know that Facebook post. And right, um, yeah, yeah. So. Again, that's not like that's not a repair bill you want to get or want to have to no. pay for, right? <laughs> um, especially when people are kind of saying, "Oh yeah, like it's a five hundred thousand mile battery or it's a X amount of mile battery." It's like Tesla can say all these things, but until they put it in writing in your warranty, like they're not really held to anything. So yes, I think yeah. that's another thing just as a consumer to be aware of is understand what that battery warranty is, what it covers. Like I brought up this. 30% degradation of people and they're they always thought it was like oh if I just have any battery problems I can get it replaced within eight years it's like no there's specific numbers specific scenarios where it would have to meet to uh to be eligible for a full battery replacement so yeah just keep that in mind I think just be an informed consumer understand the warranty understand exactly what it covers and just be aware of this like you're buying a a somewhat new piece of technology it's yes, there's a lot of data backing it up and saying, yeah, it should be fine for hundreds of thousands of miles. We've seen a lot of vehicles last that long with no problem, but you could still be one of those outliers, one of those 1.5% yeah. <laughs> that are having <laughs> that are having issues, right? So I don't think yep. anybody's immune to that and just be aware of that. So yeah, yeah. And, and honestly, I mean, regardless of the car, gas or electric, it's honestly just luck if your car does make it to 500,000 yeah. <laughs> miles, you know, and, yep. and, it, and it takes practice too. You know, it takes a lot of good, um, you know, maintenance, taking care of your vehicle and just being, you know, just monitoring all that right. stuff. But right. yeah, yeah. So as long as you take care of your car, you should, you should be good, but <laughs> right. a lot of it plays with luck. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. to your point, gas or electric like gas cars have these same problems you could get past the the yeah. bumper to bumper warranty or whatever these these gas vehicles are saying your motor could get completely shot you could have something break on your car it's like it's as soon yeah. as it's out of warranty you're kind of sol like you've got to be financially yep. prepared for that have some money saved up if anything were to go wrong with your vehicle so just yeah. again be an informed consumer be a <laughs> be kind of cognizant of these things going in like Tesla and these other EV companies don't really owe you anything after you've <laughs> passed the yeah. warranty and you've bought their car. Like they have their money at that point. So yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. At the end of the day, they're a company. So yep. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah. Yep. Um, I, I do want to just touch on before we go to the uh, the next point in the the report. Um, some of the research that we did a few months ago regarding battery replacement costs. 
Um, it all depends on how um, how much technology is in the battery. And what I mean by that is and I'll go back big. to my point. Right. Yeah, well, yeah, and how big it is, yeah. Um, so battery management systems tend to play a very big factor, whether or not it's a more affordable repair versus something, you know, that's more expensive. Um, you know, some research we found, like, for example, like a Prius battery, um, it's a very, it's a smaller battery pack and it doesn't really have a lot of, um, you know, like systems that maintain, you know, temperature and, and so forth. It's and like that a was normal about, car battery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think, I think it's a, uh, it's a nickel based battery pack. Um, okay. I have to, I have to look at the details, but, um, from what, what we were researched is that it was about two to $3,000 for that replacement. But we're seeing those battery packs because it's a hybrid vehicle go well over like 300 plus thousand miles. Um, yeah. A Nissan Leaf battery pack was about 6000 to $8,000 because there's no battery management system in that it's all air-cooled. And then anything above that essentially has a battery management system. So, you know, some research on Hyundai battery packs, we saw $15,000 estimated for their replacements because they are, you know, a newer vehicle. Yeah. Um, those tend to have the same kilowatt or kilowatt hour capacities that you know Tesla vehicles have, so they're about seventy to ninety kilowatt hours. And then I'm assuming anything above a hundred kilowatt hours is going to be significantly more expensive. Right? Um, can't imagine a Hummer EV what their battery packs <laughs> might cost, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just something to be very mindful of. And right. um, one thing is that, you know, these cars are newer and thankful, you know, for companies like Recurrent that provide data insights into this because it just goes back to my point from time and time again. We need a lot more transparency to make, you know, people comfortable that this is going to work for them. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, and I found, I mean, time and time again, I think people are more apt to trust you if you're just upfront and truthful mm -hmm. about not only the positive, but, but also the negatives that come with EVs. Like there, I think we're very transparent on this podcast that there are certainly a lot of room for improvement in some areas. There's a lot of great things about EVs, but we still got a long way to go before they've really catch on. And like a lot of people, it's their number one option. So I think, uh, reports and articles like this that kind of give you some peace of mind are certainly helpful so for sure yeah and and actually i think um mariah who was on our our podcast uh, a while back um she was mentioning a fusion hybrid that she had i um and, and maybe if she listens to this i'm probably getting this information <laughs> wrong but i'm pretty sure she told me that it had close to two hundred thousand miles and it had to have uh, a battery replacement, but it was since it was a smaller battery, it's similar to like a Prius. It wasn't that expensive, right? But once yeah. that was replaced, it was essentially like a new vehicle again. Yep. Um. So yep. yeah, that's and obviously that doesn't count for sheet metal or anything else that could go wrong <laughs> with the vehicle. But yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Keep the heart healthy, I guess. <laughs> right. That is the positive part of battery replacements. I think is the only equivalent I guess I can think of in gas vehicles is like a full motor transmission, everything replacement. And if you think about it to your point, it's the heart of everything. Once that's replaced, it's essentially a new car. Like mm -hmm. granted you have probably the legacy computer systems and other things in there. But as soon as you've got a brand new battery, you could potentially get more range, just better performance. Like as soon as that is replaced, it's essentially a new car. So we, we brought up the, the $16,000 number that somebody was quoted recently, and that's obviously a pretty, pretty big upfront cost. But if you're like, I could have a brand new 
Tesla Model 3 for $16,000, that kind of helps put things in perspective, too. If you're like, yeah, it's not like brand, brand new, but I've got a new battery, more range, like everything's healthy, that then I believe we'd probably need to check on this, actually. What does a replacement battery warranty look like? Does that have another oh, eight yeah. years, hundred twenty thousand miles, or is it, or is it less because it's in a in a used vehicle? Like, what does that look like from Tesla? I'd be curious to see, yeah, what's covered with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious from Tesla. I know that when uh, GM replaced all the Bolt battery packs, they gave everybody a brand new warranty. Okay, so, so it was just brand new start over basically yeah so you know the people who had tons of miles you know thousands of miles on their car essentially got a brand new battery you know they did and then a brand new warranty so it's like that's incredible it essentially like doubled their warranty you know depending obviously i'm just speaking out of tongue but like (laughs) (laughs) but but no like they got a brand new warranty um but yeah i am curious about tesla and how other companies might handle that right um i would hope that it would reset the warranty and they're, they're just not you know restart or just adding it onto the existing warranty yeah because that yeah that would uh I, I can't imagine you have like five miles left on your warranty get a bat new battery pack and then five miles later your new battery isn't covered by anything <laughs> yeah yeah that wouldn't be so, great yeah. i'll have to text somebody so another story another person in our our local tesla group actually had their battery replaced under warranty mm-hmm. model three i believe is a 2021 or 2020 um but they had their battery replaced under warranty they actually, just for some insight, generally when Tesla does battery replacements, they give you a refurbished battery. It's not a brand new battery from the factory. I don't know if you knew that or not. I um, didn't know that. Yeah, so generally it's a refurbished battery, which means sometimes it could have some degradation already. <laughs> so again, it's like as long as they keep you in that 70% like range, it's kind of like within spec, if you will. So they could give you a new battery that doesn't have any error codes running, but it might have a little bit less capacity. So again, just just understanding the verbiage there and the, the fine print of battery warranties um, is important. But I'll have to text him and see what... Uh, what the uh the warranty is now is it just a continuation of that existing warranty since it is a refurbished battery they may say hey this is brand new but it's it's just kind of continuing out your warranty so yeah yeah be curious well, yeah reach out to them and we'll follow up with the next episode yeah at the beginning yeah, we'll do <laughs> yeah so well i um i, I mean i i think it's safe to say that like as I mentioned earlier in the episode, like I just feel like I'm oblivious to it because I just have trust that these battery <laughs> packs are going to work and that a the cars are smart trust enough. To, in the- <laughs> you know, I, I feel like we joke about this all the time that I'm like the Ben Affleck, you know, smoking <laughs> meme of this like EV industry. I feel like I should like have learned my lesson by now. <laughs> yeah. but, like, but you know, I just I feel like based on all the experience and like all the data driven proof, there's not. I just feel like there's not a lot to worry about. I think it's, yeah. it, they're expensive. Um, sorry, I just realized my do not disturb just turned off. No, I just like, it's, you know, it's it's something to be mindful of. I think that's the whole thing is that like, if, if you're out of warranty, it's probably going to be expensive to, yeah. to replace something. Yeah. Um, that's essentially how it is for, for most things that you're out of warranty. Right, right. <laughs> you either yeah. get it maintained or you replace it. So, yep, <laughs> yeah. yep. Yeah, so... I, is there anything else in this other article we missed or anything else you wanted to cover or um 
No, I, uh, I it, so yeah, I think that was about it. Um, definitely check out Recurrent Auto. You know, we'll provide some links in the in the show notes. Um, if anybody from Recurrent Auto is listening to this, thank you for writing this. And if you would like to sponsor definitely. us, that would be amazing. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, Tyler and I are massive in this fan. episode. So. <laughs> yeah, right. A lot of a lot of product placement, but I, I feel like I'm, I'm okay to talk about that since they've sponsored some of our YouTube videos. Um, yeah. they're just yeah, they're. A great company, but um, yeah, if, if you're data driven, looking to make a good purchase based on data, check them out. Um, you know, they're free to sign up for get your vehicle added, so they can utilize that data to make things better. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, I think uh, I think that's really it. And and one other thing I do want to note if if you are an EV driver and you've noticed some you know battery loss or degradation, or if you've run into like any issues with like battery replacements, warranties, let us know. Um, you know, we could definitely touch on that and that would be good information for us to, to know as well. Definitely. Um, just because I'm going to, well, knock on wood quietly so it doesn't pick up on the, the recording, but <laughs> fortunately we haven't had to deal with that yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The one thing I'll wrap up with before we, we sign off here is what happens with your battery if it does need to like go end of life, if you will. So like you do get a battery replacement, where does that battery go? Um, and in most cases we're seeing is those batteries will go to get refurbished, like I said. So like yeah. if you're getting a battery replacement, something failed on your battery, that then goes to Tesla, gets refurbished, and then they put it in a new car. Or not a new car, but a use it as a battery replacement. Um, so that's one option. And then if it is truly like it's lost a ton of capacity, there's not a lot, there's nothing really saving it, then a lot of times it will go to grid storage. So mm -hmm. we've seen just across the utility and just energy industry as a whole, we need a lot more grid storage for all of the renewables that we're starting to get online. So we'd, we could do a whole podcast on this, but <laughs> the uh, with, with solar energy, with wind energy, the sun isn't always shining, the wind isn't always blowing. So just capturing as much of that energy as possible is really important. And that's where EV batteries can really have a big impact in their second life, where they don't need to be hyper efficient because they're sitting on a concrete pad. They're not driving a, a piece of metal down the road. <laughs> so yeah. they don't need to be super energy dense or anything like that. They can get along with just being charged up and discharged with the grid. So that is where a majority of them are going. So they're not yes. being thrown in a landfill. They're not going into your water supply. Like they are trying to get second use out of them. They're, they're still very expensive pieces of equipment and have useful life. So there's no reason to just dispose of them. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and, and on that note, I do want to mention a project example that I think Nissan did a few years ago where they were taking old Nissan Leaf battery packs and, and um, tying them into uh, solar-powered LED street lamps um, oh, for okay. areas that don't have electricity. I believe it was in Africa. Gotcha. Um, which was which was such a cool project. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, honestly, like these battery packs will have a second life, and it will be beneficial for yeah, essentially yeah. everybody who experiences that. So right, right. Yeah. So well, I just things are good. Everything's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> great. <laughs> just trying not to be Ben Affleck smoking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think but. that'll do it for this one. So appreciate everybody tuning in, and we'll talk at you next week.